Attack life, not others, with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. Uh, we've got Tim, me, Steve, and Dr. Bernie back in the show. Dr. Bernie, welcome, my friend. It's good to be back, guys. Every five to six weeks, he comes on, and when he, when he does, the show spikes because he's a, he's a wise man. He's my sage. Again, the other day, he calls me. We start talking about all this craziness, and one thing that came up towards the end of the conversation was compassion. It's hard to find these days. I think everybody has it, but I think it's hard to give. And I had just recently went to a good friend of mine. His wife passed away during the pandemic. And we could not go to the funeral until just most recently, just uh, two weeks ago. And it was a sad day. But I was moved by the minister, an older man who came up towards the end, and he just talked about one word. He kept repeating it over and over. Actually, two words. He kept saying, be kind. We have to be kind. That's the only way we're going to make it through these days is to be kind. So I told Bernie this, and obviously it spun into a great conversation. And I'm going to let you let it rip, Bernie. Go ahead. Have it. It's your time. now. Well, what the pastor said is very true. You know, all of us were given by our creator everything that we need to make the journey. And one of those things is the ability for us as humans to be kind to one another and to be compassionate. Being kind and being compassionate is something that all of us need. We treasure it and we look forward to giving that to another human being. And when you do that, you have a sense of well-being. Your very fiber resonates positivity. You have done something that God intended you to do, which is to be a good soul, to help others, and to be civil in our discourse. Because what's going on now, what I've watched, is where people are just so so much in pain. They hurt so badly that they just lash out. And when they really think about the lashing, they say to themselves, why did I do that? Why did I behave that way? That was never my intent. It was just all of this noise and all of this frustration and all of this angst that got me to lose control. Because when I read scripture or I listen to the Bible, it talks about being compassionate and kind to each other. And that's what I have to say about that, D. Along with that, If you're going to use words of cursing and anger, you're going to surround yourself with words of cursing and anger. If you're going to use words of blessing and goodness and kindness, you're going to surround yourself with more blessings of goodness and kindness. What you read, what you think, what you do, and what comes out of your mouth is what extends out to the universe, and it reshapes the things that you see and feel around you. So it's what you put out is what you're going to get back. Exactly. Isn't that true? Exactly. Absolutely. And when you think about it, if you internalize and ask yourself this one question, what do I gain by being an What do I gain by doing these kinds of things? The answer intuitively is you gain nothing. All you do is frustrate yourself. All you do is raise your level of anxiety. And all you do is put yourself in a position where you could get hurt. 
And for what? And for who? The outcome is not there for you. So why even do it? So what you're saying, Bernie, is the essence of what attack life, not others, is all about. The problem these days that I see is people feel shortchanged. And, you know, let's face it, life is not fair, but they think everybody else has gotten a better deal than them. And uh, instead of attacking life, they lash out. Like you said, they're feeling this pain and suffering. So they don't know what else to do besides lash out and maybe get their fair share, if you will. If somebody's lashing out at you because they're suffering, it's all fine and dandy to say, be compassionate and, you know, have sympathy for them, for their misfortunes. But if they're in your face because they're suffering, how do we, and I'm, I'm genuinely asking, how do we, how do we stifle our feelings so that we can conjure up that compassion? It's easy to say compassion, but when someone's in your face because they're suffering, and they want to lash out, how do you find compassion? How does one find compassion? Well, well, you see, at that moment in time, one does not find compassion or sensitivity. And that's the problem. Yeah, once you lose control of your emotions, you're really finished because the the negative part takes over and you reach that threshold where you just can't step back. You go over the cliff. And so what I would say is, look, The fact of the matter is, is that people are hurting out there, as you said. People are suffering. People are anxious. People lost their jobs. People lost loved ones. There's all kinds of negativity and horrible things that happen along this journey. You can't solve everything. But what you can control is yourself. And if you are in a situation, knowing what you know, then what you simply do is let that person vent. You have nothing to say because whatever you say is wrong. You just let them vent. They vent and you just watch. You do nothing. You stay still and silent. I I think Bernie too, Steve is, and I I don't know if I'm right, Steve, but I think, are you talking more about internally how we are dealing with with the compassion when everybody else is angry? Are, are we are we dealing with just this this sense of anger throughout? Or, do you understand what I'm saying, Steve? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm Redefi- redefine that for Bernie. Exactly. Is, is he on? Is he right on? No, I think he hit the nail on the head. That's uh, he addressed what I asked. When people are getting evicted out of their homes or their apartments because you know the rents due and they don't have a job, they don't have a paycheck anymore, and they they're living you know hand to mouth and there's no food and suffering and. You know, then they take it out on others, but then that other person comes up in their life and uh, he was at the wrong place at the wrong time, he or she. So Bernie did address it, but it's easier said than done just to remain still and silent. There's no question. There's no question. But if someone, as an example, came up to me and I were one of those people that you're talking about, you know, the evicting somebody or this or that or somebody didn't have food. What I would do is just put my hand in my pocket and help them as much as I possibly could. That's part of what I talk about, being a good soul and helping others along the journey. The fact that I, I can do that shows me and tells me that I have that compassion and that sensitivity and that kindness that was given to me by my creator. And I am exercising that right that I have. And maybe it was- And that's what I would do. And maybe it was part of the divine plan that you were there at that point in time because you 
are able uh, and were chosen to help that person out at that particular point. That's that's exactly. I'll give you a, a typical example of what happened. Two years ago, uh, at my synagogue, they hired a guard, a security guard. And over time, you know, he and I would talk and talk about this, talk about that. And then one day he says to me that, you know, he's really depressed. And I asked him why. And he said to me, because his mother is dying and he doesn't have enough money to bury her. And what he's going to have to do is go and put her in a pauper's grave. Mm. In that second, I said to myself, am I going to just listen to this? And am I just going to say, you'll work it out and then turn away and turn my back on him? I said to him, you're covered. Tell me how much you need, and I will give you the money for your mother's funeral. And he then came back to me a week later, told me he needed $500. I gave him the $500, and I said to him, Carmen, you never have to speak to me about this again. And then I just walked away. And that's what I did. Wow. Yeah. Um and that's what you do. And you know what? And that's- I felt great about it because what I knew at that moment in time was that's what I was intended to do. That's what God gave me the ability to show some other human being compassion and kindness. And that's what I did. I think, I think it was excellent what you did. And I also think, too, that everybody needs to be reminded that this is going to go on for quite some time that things are not going to be, and this is, I still refuse to believe the new normal. This is just not going to be normal. We're not going to have the world we had and we've got to be more patient. We've got to look at things differently and understand that these are different times. And if you look back in time and if we say in 20 years or 30 years or 50 years from now, they look back to 2020 and they look back on the people and the stories that are going to come out of compassion Almost as if you read about the during the times of World War II and the number of people that sacrificed their lives for others. You read about those stories and you're just you're just inspired to to, to live that way. And I think we have to use well, our memory and our past right. experience you know, to think about people who've made the difference in our lives and done that for us right. as well. And you know what that refers to? To that refers to being in a state of grace. And when you do these things, you are in a state of grace. And that, to me, is what it's really all about. Correct. It is. And here's, here's the key, too, I think, Bernie. I think as we continue to cover our faces with masks and we eliminate the smiles and the frowns and we cannot read people from a distance like we could before. And as we continue to split up relationships and become non-relational, and not have the social gatherings. We have to work harder and harder and harder at seeing people's faces for what it is through the mask, seeing people's eyes that are still open and not covered, and still try to use different ways to find the right ways to socialize and bring us back together. And that's going to be the difference between who's going to be remembered and who's not going to be remembered as to who made a difference and, in people's lives. Right. That's what and, I think. And you're, abso- and you're absolutely right. And I will tell you this. When you behave in that way, when you are in a state of grace, when you show compassion and kindness, you know what? You feel great. You feel unbelievably great. Because guess what? You are fulfilling 
and thanking that which created us for our lives by doing something for someone else, their lives. And that is the beauty of being in a state of grace. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Creation, creation. Steve Mittman social media.com.